friends, normally our Shabbat sermon goes in what we might call the sermon slot of the service. <laughs> Towards the end of the service, after the silent prayer, or after the Torah service, before the Aleinu. And usually our sermon is limited to words, not a combination of words and song. But tonight is not just any Shabbat. Tonight is Shabbat Shirah, the Sabbath of song. This is the week on which we read from the Torah of the Israelites finally crossing the Red Sea, free at last from their Egyptian taskmasters, free from slavery and the autocratic, tyrannical Pharaoh. And what do they do? Do they break down in tears of relief? Not that we know of. Do they jump up and down and shout, yippee? Maybe. Do they grumble and complain to Moses about his leadership? <laughs> well, not right away. <laughs> what we do know is that they sing. And their words, Mi kamocha ba'elim Adonai, Mi kamocha ne'edar ba'kodesh, Who is like you, Adonai, among the gods that are worshipped? Who is like you, majestic in holiness? These words have become a part of the Jewish evening and morning prayer service. So tonight, since we have arrived at that part of the service, in which we normally pray about redemption and sing those michamocha words, our cantorial soloist Todd Herzog and I want to share with you a sermon in song, a chance to think about this moment in our history, the words it evoked, and the modern melodies that give color to this triumphant and holy moment. Hopefully, in this way, we deepen our connection to this song of the sea. The 18th century Hasidic master, Rabbi Nachman of Bratslav, once said that the most direct means of attaching ourselves to God from this material world is through music and song. For many of us, there is great truth in that teaching. Music elevates us, and it can be a channel between us and the divine. I imagine that this was the case for those Israelites long ago as well. Let's bring ourselves back to their situation. The Song of the Sea in Exodus chapter 15 occurs at such a pivotal moment for the children of Israel. You see, they had literally hit a wall. Remember, they were escaping Egypt, being pursued now by Pharaoh and his army in their chariots. Though the Israelites had a head start, they came to a dead stop at the sea. The tension mounts as they must decide between facing a fierce army or going into the sea and drowning. God tells the Israelites to have faith. Start walking into that sea. A rabbinic tale, a midrash, tells us that as the people entered the sea, the water did not immediately split. In fact, it got up to their mouths before it parted. For this reason, the midrash says, the Israelites, in trying to sing out mi kamocha, could only at first say mi chamocha, because they were spitting water out. 
And that is why the first line is mi chamocha. At this key moment, water up to their mouths, the children of Israel finally trust God. They believed in God's providential care as promised, and they continued to advance into the sea. When those waters part, and the Israelites walk on dry land, and the Egyptians are forever separated from their former slaves by a wall of water, the Israelites feel a great closeness to God, and they sing out in joy and amazement, in faith and gratitude. Here are some of the words that are part of the song that we don't often hear. So after the Michamocha part, it goes on to say, I will sing to Adonai, for God has triumphed gloriously. Horse and driver God has hurled into the sea. Adonai is my strength and my might. God has become my deliverance. This is my God, and I will enshrine Adonai, the God of my father's house, and I will exalt Adonai. In your love, you lead the people you redeemed. In your strength, you guide them to your holy abode. We might, for a moment, try to imagine what it was like to be one of those Israelites, to feel the relief, to relax after generations of enslavement, to have a new future that previously could hardly be imagined, to step into this moment filled with gratitude and possibility and also of the unknown. While we may not have experienced the sea parting in front of us, all of us can relate to these feelings of joy and relief and hope. Our freedom song brings us back to one of the most important moments in our history when our people shared these emotions together. We might ask, what did the song originally sound like? Well, we simply do not know. But over the years, a cantorial melody developed that is used on Passover to chant these words when we read them in the Torah scroll. And this is what that sounds like. So that's Michamocha chanted. In past centuries, Jews did not have the financial means and often were not allowed to go to public concerts. So the cantor used the liturgy as a vehicle for musical expression. The barhu could last for minutes. And the services often included many lengthy, vocally improvised pieces. New tunes were introduced regularly, and these brought beauty and joy to the services. As you might imagine, the Michamocha was a great place to improvise. Unfortunately, we don't have those compositions from the last few centuries. But we do have many modern Michamocha melodies, each expressing the composer's artistry 
and their perspective on liberation. You might think about how you would put the Song of the Sea to music. Well, here are two versions of the evening Micha Mocha from the Song of the Sea, and I would love to hear what you think each one tries to evoke. The first one by our own Todd Herzog. Josh Nelson, so you could hear some of the variety that is out there today. saw those as similar or different, what they evoked, what you thought the composers were trying to express. I guess we could ask Tom, but <laughs> we want to hear from you all what you, what those two tried to capture in your mind. Yes? Thank you, yes, I could see people getting involved in both of them. Yes, yes. 
So, you know, actually the Micha Mocha is sort of our first celebratory piece in the service liturgically. And so I think that relates to what you're saying. From both, there's this sense of celebration, both of those versions. Anybody have anything they want to add? Yes. got a good point. The music has become more celebra- celebratory. Is that how you say it? Celebratory. <laughs> so, more upbeat. <laughs> so, okay, great. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Yeah, Kyla. Mm-hmm. More of a bop. Yeah. Yeah. And the second one has some English, too. So, you know, that may be a, something that the composer feels is important because people can, you know, know what those words mean. So, yeah, thank you. Well, the Exodus story is so moving, and its themes of struggle and liberation, justice and faith resonate with many people. DreamWorks certainly thought so. And that is why they created the animated film, Prince of Egypt. In that movie, composers Hans Zimmer and Stephen Schwartz captured the song of the sea in this way with their song, When You Believe. Many nights we prayed No proof anyone could hear In our hearts a treasure. It reminds us of the joy felt after the long, hard, birthing process of liberation. May its words continue to uplift and inspire us, because we know that redemption is, as yet, incomplete. Many people still suffer. We continue to live in an age of 
oppressive governments, food insecurity, homelessness, and prejudice, to name a few of the many types of hardship and oppression around the world. The Exodus story is for us a key paradigmatic lesson. It teaches that life can change. It can improve. Through this freedom narrative, God has given us both the realization of this possibility and the mission to help bring about change. We ask God for strength and courage that we may join those ancient Israelites in marching toward freedom. May we grab our timbrels and sing of freedom. And the wind dance and dance all night long. 